Surprise, suckers! We're in the same room this time. No, I just have a really sophisticated green screen. <laughs> scoot in a little bit, Steve. I think we should both scoot in a little bit. Got to figure just this get out. More centered, yeah. Uh, you need to put a fisheye lens on that thing. I have a little fisheye lens, but <laughs> like this far away, it'll catch the sloppy, sloppy ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! Oh, we should probably jump into the first ad. Oh, yeah, huh? this first ad was sent by uh, a person. Michael, Michael Kraus. Uh, it is for this Gibson-y thing. Yeah, it's a Gibson Strat. Super Strat? You too? On black? In good? Black on black. <laughs> <laughs> in good or very good condition. Guitar located in Kingston, New Hampshire. So this guitar is located in Kingston, New Hampshire, but it's listed for sale in Haverhill, Massachusetts. The drama. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> uh, price is in dollar. Price. Oh, price is dollar. Eight hundred ninety-five. Yes, the price is in dollars, Steve. Eight hundred and ninety-five dollars they want for this. So you revealed because we're in the same room. You revealed that you don't know anything about. This. I don't know anything about this. Do you is think this it's a real Gibson? I. <laughs> Steve is deciding I'm... if he thinks it's a real See, Gibson. You loaded another thing here, which I feel like is a giveaway. <laughs> That it is a real Gibson. Just because I found other examples doesn't mean it's a real Gibson. I, no, I think this is a real Gibson. I've, Steve, I've, I've heard of the Gibson U2. I've never seen one. This is not the U2. This is not the U2. No, this is the Gibson Wayne Charvel signature. Oh, interesting. They let Wayne Charvel uh, design his own Gibson, and it's basically a Charvel Super Strat. Right. But what caught my eye is that... The logo on the headstock and the headstock is this this wonderfully eighties uh, pointy bat wing sort of thing almost. Yeah. But then this very 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 old school like mandolin style Gibson logo. Is that? I feel like that's not real. That's is that done afterwards? No, that's the that's what they printed them with. Really? Yeah. And it has like this you know like licensed Floyd Rose on it and stuff, and they come in other colors. Uh, White, red, yellow, and all obviously the, black. All the colors. All the colors. <laughs> They're like, isn't that like German race car colors? The 80s <laughs> or something like that? I was going to say it's the Stephen Lynch. Uh, I think I had Stephen a, Lynch? Stephen Carpenter. I George had, Lynch. I think I had a Lego kit. I don't know. That was like a car kit that was all those colors. I think that might be my connection. Oh, like some sort gotcha. of Yeah. European It does kind of make me race think of, of Audi. I've got an innie, but that's weird that you're, you should see a doctor about that. Okay. <laughs> so anyways, what did you want? 850 bucks for this thing? 895. So in really good condition, there are a few people listing them for like a grand, mm -hmm. but all the others that I saw that were not in great condition, um, were kind of floating between four and 600. This seems like it's in mixed condition. It has the wrong truss rod cover. I think that's the right truss rod cover, but it's missing. Oh, oh. you're right. No, you're. I think that is the wrong truss rod cover, but it is missing the locking right. uh, behind the nut setup. Yep. And I think the yeah, I think the original truss rod cover cover was short to accommodate that, and then it had uh uh like it had the the model name on it. It was like SWV or something like that. It was. The signature art, SAS, Signature S Artist Series or something like that? SWF? Maybe. M for M? Maybe. M for W? <laughs> BB 
AEW only. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, these are a real thing. I when I first saw it, it was like, well, Gibson did super strats in the eighties because everyone yeah. did, but that's that's not a real Gibson. But I kind of really like that Gibson logo, <laughs> and I wouldn't mind other Gibsons having that logo. Like, I think that would look. Like they should have done that on that like Edgar Allan Poe Explorer they did. Remember those the Gothic series? Oh yeah, yeah. They had like throw, a they had the... a twelfth fret inlay of Edgar Allan Poe or something. I remember the well the Gothic series. Did it have the one I'm thinking of? Is the one that had like the crescent all the crescent moons? Yeah, all the crescent. Well, there was inlays. a different one that had like the, I'm serious. It had Edgar Allan Poe at the twelfth fret. Maybe I don't remember that one. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, Eight ninety five. What do you think? I mean, you could track down one of those nuts. You might probably you'd have to cut a new trust cover to take it back to stock because I doubt you'd be able to find one aftermarket. I'm just not that interested in this to begin with. Mm-hmm. Like here, that's the starting problem. Is yeah, okay, maybe this is worth a little bit more than other guitars from that era, other weirdo sure, guitars sure. like the Sonics or the Marauder or whatever. Excuse me, but obviously at a thousand dollars, this thing hasn't really gained any value since it was made. No, no, you know, it's not like I'm sure, I'm sure they're fine. But I'm saying like if you're gonna grab like something from the '80s. You just get a freaking Les Paul. <laughs> if you're going to spend a thousand dollars, that's like so far away from the super strat territory, though. Like, okay, but okay, if you're going to get like, I thought you were going to like th- buy a Kramer or something. If, you, if this is what you're looking for, from and you're like, oh, eighty thousand dollars, what should I get? First of all, yeah, if you wanted, uh, I mean, I guess if you were on a real wacky doodle trim to mess around with too, what is what kind of trim is this? It's, Keller? No, it's a, it's a not, Kaler. Apparently, it's Kaler. It's not a Kaler. Uh, is it a or a Kless? It's uh, um, uh, no, it's it's if licensed Floyd Rose, but it has a different system for the strings. You can you can thread yeah, yeah. ball and strings through it, and then it has a locking system. Oh, I looked up information on this. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I wanted Why? to know about it. Now, it has this little tab. It, that you flip it up and then you can slide the string out and you flip it down and okay. it locks it. So you put the ball in and then it locks the string down. It actually kind of looks kind of cool to me. I'm going to say if I was super strat shopping and I saw this in a pawn shop or locally on Craigslist or, or something like uh-huh. that, and it was next to, you know, like an Aria two and a Kramer focus and, you know, like a funky Washburn yeah. uh, super strat from this, all this from the same era, all kind of trying to do the same thing. I would give this a serious look just because it has that funk factor with the the weird headstock and the I alternate guess. Gibson logo. Like if it if it connect, if I connected with it, if it they would, were all, if they were all the same price, sure. But the, every other guitar you just named is like a five hundred dollar guitar. Not like a, if you get like a good Kramer or something like that. Mm. But no, but I'm saying like if this was in a pawn shop for four hundred bucks, because sure, in you know worse condition that they are going for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I probably not the black one, but uh, probably any of the other colors, white, red, or yellow. I would probably give a good hard look at to figure out if I w- actually wanted it. Okay. <laughs> you don't think it's worth it at all? You would go for something else? No. I mean, no. like I said, if it was cheap, sure. You but... would go for the Washburn. 
But yeah, I think, you know, if this is 900 in the wash, I want, I still want one of those Washburn A5s, man. Yeah. Yeah. There was, there was one locally that I just, that's got it. That's high on my, my miss list. <laughs> miss connections. I think it had a, I think they like silk screened like a silhouette of Will Ferrell onto it too. <laughs> So <laughs> that's so stupid. Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> I wish I could find it. So uh this is the part of the show where you ask me what's new. Hey Ryan, what's new? We got pickups. You and me both in oh, this box cool. right we got here. Some pickups. Uh, one of the reasons why we're now saying that this podcast is sponsored by Big Ear Pedals is because Grant is always doing crazy stuff for us and sending and, us and things. This was one of them. Uh so uh he worked out some sort of trade deal with Sonic Pickups. And he was like, ah, don't send me anything. Send send pickups to Ryan and Steve. <laughs> yeah. And so it was, uh, you know, this was pre-COVID. You know, life got in the way and it took a while to get them made. You know, we completely understand. But they just showed up. Uh, I don't remember what I ordered. <laughs> and it, it sounded like you think you were getting like a Strat set. Yeah, Yeah, I have a Strat set in there. Here, here you go, Steve. Stick these in your pockets. That's probably not a good idea. Head out the door here. They're all wrapped really yeah. fancy. They have like little foil seals on them and stuff. The presentation on this is pretty good. And this box is kind of fancy too. Ooh. Nice Check out this little enamel pin that's blinding everyone. Oh, you got a pin? Sick pin. Oh, I got a pin too. Oh, man. We're going to have to join pen clubs. Let's see this note. Do, 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 We're do. pen pals. <laughs> Oh, you get a little custom. You get a little blue screwdriver that goes with your, your thing there. Cool. Yeah, he doubled everything up in here, so we both get it. Oh, so Ryan, you got a bygone '59 humbucker, which is his take on the PAF, and they are made on 50 millimeter bobbins instead of the traditional 49.2 millimeter bobbin. What? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then the pickups that I got, I, like I said, are like the, the classic one. And then it's the bridge pickup is the beast. Said so you may want to remove a little from the cavity if you want the pickup. If you find the pickup to be too powerful and need to lower it more because it's a little taller. Very cool. Okay, quick question. This is important stuff, Steve. What's he up? sent us three switch tips. Oh, man, I already know which one you're going to want. And I know which one I'm going to want. And that means the other one's a giveaway. Or maybe I'll just hold on to it. I, I bet I, there's switch tips. There are vanity switch tips for like a uh, for Les Paul switch. What? Which one's you? Uh, Probably the spaceship. I knew rocket. it. And the sparkly one's mine. There's a sparkly one. And then <laughs> what's left is the skull. It's a skull switch tip. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll, I'll put that on something. It'll be funny. <laughs> That's cool. But that sparkly one, I like that. kind of wish I hadn't changed the switch on the supersonic now. I could have put that on there. It would have gone well you with that. You could still do it. Yeah. So anything else new, new we need to talk about other than their new pickups that we'll put in things eventually? Um, What are you putting your pickups in? I've, I need to... I need a, Get to back to work on that Ibanez project, oh, man. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. That'll be your, um, your starter. Yeah. Were you asking me what my what's new is? Yeah. What's another what's new? Do you oh, have my what's, what's new? new is Aaron Abubo in the Gear Slum posted a pedal, and he said, this is a sick deal on a limited pedal. Doo-ba-doo-ba-doo-ba-doo-ba-doo. He always says doo-ba-doo-ba-doo-ba-doo. And I was like, like that is a good deal on a sick pedal, question mark. I wonder how cheap I can get it. 
And then I was talking about it in the Get Offset chat. <laughs> it was posted in one place, and then I was talking so about it in another So did you get it place. or not, Steve? I got it. Okay. Uh, it's a Caroline Wave Cannon 2. It's in a limited edition finish. Oh. Um, and I'm um, looking forward you to that. It'll are, be very, very cool. You're in the Caroline Collectors Club. I'm ba- I think I'm like two pedals away from from being a Pokemon master. <laughs> I'm already a big years Pokemon master. <laughs> I guess I'm waiting on I guess I'm waiting on the Albi now. You have the Albi. That's got the, the Albi. only one I don't have. I don't have the woodcutter. Yeah. You don't have the shaker. I have the shaker. Oh, well the shaker's a the shaker was sent to us. It just lives here. Oh, okay. I see. Dual custody. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I still need I'll, to do a video I'll with take that shaker. You to court. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It shipped today. I bought it from a Sam Ash. Apparently, that was selling on Reverb. Samuel Ash? Samuel Ash was selling on Reverb. Very strange. Hold on. Oh, I am one, and I just yeah, you're one. clipped my mic. Don't Need clip your mic. You. Let's see if I can clip my mic. You clipped your mic like I know. 10 seconds ago. There's a good limiter on here. I'm not worried about no, it. No, I'm not worried about it either. <laughs> it feels weird that I can talk over you again. Because I don't know. You it said was, it, the lag is hard. You oh. said it doesn't do it on yours, uh-huh. uh, on your end, but on my end, when we both talk at the same time... Uh, it just it just it just cuts you out. Ah, it just removes you. Okay, it's that's very good to strange. Know. That's, yeah. no, it's good. It's a power move. Thanks, Streamyard, for giving me that power move. <laughs> well, it's giving me the power move. You go silent when I talk. Oh, I see. Okay, maybe that is a feature. Yeah, I was trying to figure out how to Where, turn so it off. So it like doesn't distract you or something I like don't know. that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I got that one. Um, and uh, so now I'll have the Wave Cannon 2 and or the WC2 Wave Cannon 2 and the Haymaker um, and the Meteore and the Kilobyte and the Megabyte and the Parabola. You got them all. Yeah. I do, a few away. I do uh, the Haymaker. I need to send an email out to Caroline to see if I can get that repaired. It, it works. Um, you took it off-roading and blew the shocks on it. You it's need got, some maintenance. It's got one of these kinds of switches on it. Oh, okay. And basically, when uh, you go into like one position, and uh, you, it'll go like... If I want it to be in the middle, I have to go all the way to the one side first, and then very gently put it back. So it's like a it's like a sticky transmission. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, speak to me in car terms, Steve. Yeah, That's like all a, I understand. It's like your clutch isn't working, so you got to go from first to third, <laughs> and then you got to go from first to third, and then downshift into second. Last time I went from first to third, I got slapped. Oh, <laughs> yeah, marital bedroom talk right there. There you go. Some, <laughs> some blue com- comedy. Yeah, I got a little blue here. Steve got in the room, and I started getting into that dirty humor. Oh, we're wild and crazy over here. Uh, do you want to do a sponsor? Oh, yeah. Let's Is it do that a time? Sponsor. Let's For, talk about a sponsor. We might as well talk, keep talking about it. I, don't know, I think. Uh, Hold on. Before we get to the sponsor, if you're in the live chat, we don't have any topics this week, so tell yeah, us, tell tell us what you want us to talk about. Tell All us right. what to talk this about. This week's first sponsor is, I guess we're doing this one first. I got to change my notes. Is Big Ear Pedals. Makers of the Albi. I think they're out of Albies, or maybe there's only one left for the initial run. Their first run is gone. Is it gone? Is it Get really in gone? if you want that second run action. 
Yeah, if you didn't get the first runs, you got to get that second run. <laughs> oh, I'm on my third or fourth runs these days. Thanks, medicine. <laughs> Thanks, keto. <laughs> it's not keto's fault. It's metformin's fault. <laughs> Ooh. That's uh, it's more than I wanted to know. Yeah. I got the opposite problem lately, actually. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Big Ear Pedal. Sorry that we're talking about diarrhea. <laughs> In the middle of a sponsorship, go buy an Albi. It makes eight sounds and it has a blend control. Actually, it makes 16 sounds. Oh, because of all those super Neils? It's got the super ultra Neils in there. 16 sounds. Blend knob, baby. You can blend them in and out. If you want something that's like a little more control and totally nothing like the Albi, go check out the Loaf. It's a mid-gain fuzz. The woodcutter, which is uh, if you big want ears take that on rat classic circuit, like a woodshed rat, like as big as a possum. It's a rat, and it's cutting wood. <laughs> uh, or go get an L. Yeah, get yourself L's an L cool. for a nice kind of like rich modulated yeah. reverb sort of thing. Super subtle modulation, but it's got kind of like that built-in brick kind of slapback sort of thing too. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of it's kind of nice. It straddles. Like the vintage sorts of retro sounds I like and like modern kind of modulated. It, de- it definitely slaps. Sorts of stuff. I don't it know slaps. If, I don't know if I'd say it drips. It don't drip. It slaps. But it definitely like when you when you really dig in at the beginning, it's got that. It gets real slappy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would I would compare it favorably to other pedals that are doing more of an, an amp reverb sort of mm. sound, you know, versus, you know, the drippy surfy outboard yeah. stuff I like. Yeah. So anyways, big thanks to Big Ear Pedals. Click the links, buy their stuff. Say hi to Grant. I'm sure he's in the chat right now. Yeah. Uh, topic. Do we have any topics in here? Let's find uh, out. Sean Pierce Johnson says, 60 Cycle Hum, the Fecal Research Podcast. That's not a topic. <laughs> we already talked about it. <laughs> uh, SD Design says he misses Cardboard Steve. I should re- I should reunite with him. Cardboard He's Steve? over there in the corner. I'll, I've never met Cardboard Steve. I'll grab him in a minute. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Big ear pedals. Buy them now because they work better than Ryan's colon. I'd say my colon's working too good. <laughs> no, it's supposed to absorb all that liquid. Okay. We should talk about why you're here. Why are you not social distancing? Um, my kid does not deal with podcasting night very well. And today she cried all day long. It was the last straw. And I was banished to Ryan's house. <laughs> well, I mean, we don't go anywhere. We see like a family member every other week sometimes. Um, so if you're giving us the COVID right now, but it's going to stop here for the most part, <laughs> we are kind of a dead end over here. So, I mean, if that gives anyone solace, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Both hosts of the podcast will die. <laughs> yeah. No, um, my, my work's pretty on top of, uh, policies and stuff. And I pretty much, well, work. you're already working in a bio lab. I've been, yeah. And I've been working for. Jeez, I've been working for six months straight, basically. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not, I don't know. <laughs> I work and I shop and those are like the only things I do. I don't, I don't really hang out with anybody else. So yeah. It's fine. I don't even make eye contact with people when I go shopping now. Like, don't look at me. Don't talk to me. Like, here's my money. Transaction is over. I'm, enjo- yeah. I'm enjoying this, uh, this hermit's wet dream like it's uh for the antisocial types 
it's a great time right now. I just love it because I've always liked to wear headphones when I shop, like if I'm by myself. Mm. And so now, before when some when the cashier would be like, and I couldn't hear them, I always felt like, oh, it's because I'm rude and I didn't take my headphones out. Right. Uh, but now I just I'm like, you probably think I didn't hear what you said because you're wearing a mask. <laughs> so I really enjoy going to the grocery stores and people are actually like physically aware of the space they're in and they see yeah. they see someone coming down the aisle and they're like oh I'll put my cart to the side so they don't get too close to me and let them pass like where was that before all this i'm just blown away that like the, that's what we needed the space between the register and the frozen food aisle there's always a gap there you have if you're trying to get from the produce to like past the frozen food aisles mm-hmm. past the register that that aisle is always open because that's a that's one of the social distance gaps in the grocery ah, store. There you go. It's freaking awesome. Yeah. Uh, man, is there anything else we can talk about here? Oh well, um, you're doing well. We're both doing the thing next week. Oh I guess we can yeah, talk about that. we're going on Guitar Live. A bunch of other uh, buddies. I should probably pull up the little thing. I wish I'd had it up uh, so I could see. Yeah, it. Uh, we're gonna do the some things with guitar.com uh, with some of our friends like Joe Bonamassa. Yeah, no big deal. Uh, Tosin Abasi, I think, is doing it. He might show up. Um, Paul Reed Smith. We're gonna. Yeah, I've hung out with him before. Yeah, he's he's a he likes pizza. Oh, here um, it is. Uh, Saint Vincent, second on the bill. I think should be first. Uh, John Petrucci, oh, Carlo, J- Carlos J- Santana. Oh yeah, this. Jason. <laughs> J- also, Jason Isbell's on it, which is cool. I mean, I don't think we're gonna be hanging out with these people. We're not. But we, I'm gonna be hanging out with Mr. Mrs. Smith, Jay Leonard J. Mike Adams. Is that your panel? That's my panel. Are you who's who's and actually someone else? I forget who's who the other person is. Hosting that panel. I'm hosting the panel, Steve. I'm oh, the panel host. God. That's a nightmare. <laughs> you don't think I can do it? You don't think I can host a panel? I thought Mike was going to be hosting I'm the a, panel. <laughs> I'm the panel pro. Okay. <laughs> and we're also going to do our podcast what we're doing right now next Friday night yeah. at the same time, but it's going to initially air through uh through their their stream so we'll put up links on the social medias so people know to be over yeah. there to watch the podcast we'll probably do it like this again we might be able oh yeah it'll be just like this but it'll be on guitar oh you mean in person yeah, yeah. probably um <laughs> so you didn't like my album carlos said <laughs> <laughs> it would be funny after if carlos t- listens to our after show tonight it's gonna be you didn't like my album edge <laughs> Uh oh, <laughs> damn! Some foreshadowing there. Uh, and then we also have an extra special secret thing we're going to be doing on Saturday that won't go live Saturday. Oh yeah, but can we talk about that? Let's not. Talk no, about no, that. no. What if it, if it doesn't happen? It'll be embarrassing. <laughs> but I'm thinking about. I already told my wife it's happening. Make, making it our official episode the following week. I bought ice cream to celebrate. Already. <laughs> Are you excited? No, I just oh, okay. <laughs> but there, but there is a signature ice cream associated with this thing that we're doing. Okay, okay. Don't hint too That's much. That's all I'm gonna Steve. say. Okay, we're we're interviewing Jerry Garcia. Yeah, guys. yeah. We we're bringing him back from the dead. We reanimated him. You remember how I said Steve works in biotech? There you go. Yeah. They're reanimating Jerry Garcia over there, and we're gonna talk to him about Cherry Garcia. Turns out, COVID is the uh, agent. X or whatever from Resident <laughs> Evil, and we brought 
Jerry Garcia. Is Zach it possible Lennon. that this is a Night of the Comet scenario? I have no idea what that means. It's a movie where the comet flies over and turns people to zombies. It reanimates the... the uh... Okay, never mind. You never watched Night of the Comet. Whatever. Nope. We not. can't be friends anymore. Uh, there's a bunch of other events going on with the Guitar.com thing. I know uh, Emily from Get Offset is hosting a panel mm-hmm, as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're basically doing stuff on October 2nd, on October 3rd, and on October 4th. Yeah, it's kind of going to be like a virtual uh, you know, guitar festival sort of thing, virtual event. Colt Westbrook from Walrus Audio is doing a thing. Oh, yeah. There's all sorts of people we know There's on here. There's a bunch of people on there. Oh, Mick from That Pedal Show is going to be on? Uh, they're basically calling. Oh, Henning Polly's going to be on there. Gross. I oh, mean, he got he got billing <laughs> barely before us, like three people before me. That's where I am in the in the world. Three people behind Henning Polly. <sighs> yeah, wow. my wife says I'm gonna have to bring more ice cream home now. I'll bring some ice cream home tonight. <laughs> and I'll eat it tonight. Uh, should we hit this middle ad? Yeah this uh, this next ad uh, was sent by a person. I I'm promise. I'm gonna show it. Oh. Can't get my iPad to work either. Sent by Tyler Estes. Let me get to it. There she is. All right, you read the description. I'll show the pictures. Custom guitar from local Cleveland area art studio. This stunning build it, uh, started with a brand new Jazzmaster HH body and customized with a and customized with a hand painted original rooster designed by local Cleveland area artist C. Jordan Johnson. Number 48 in the collection. Artist signature on back. This is truly a unique, one-of-a-kind guitar. Upgraded, see-through, clear pit guard with invisible, with <laughs> invisible electronics, with visible electronics, see-through pit guard, visible electronics. There you go. Ultra-hard protective finish meant to be played. The neck was upgraded to a MIM Fender Stratocaster neck. This guitar plays great and will make a stunning addition for a gigging musician as well as an attractive art piece hanging on the wall. That's a really hard sentence to say. A stunning addition for a gigging musician, as well as an attractive art piece hanging on the wall. Note, the neck has two minor scuffs, one on the back of the neck and one on the tip of the headstock, uh, and one on the tip of the headstock as also a minute script has all... <laughs> I can't deal with these typos. <laughs> I believe in you, Steve. Uh, also minute stra- scratch in the pit guard. These blemishes are shown in the pictures. I don't see them, but if you say so. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't put the blend pictures. It's just a ding in the neck and the headstock and whatever. It's not a big deal. This is a Fender Special Edition neck. Yeah. This guy painted his freaking signature with a finger paints. <laughs> Let's see if I can get to that picture showing the back. Yeah, it's big. It is a big signature back there. All right, Ryan, what kind of band do you need to be in to play the Cockmaster? Cock Rock. <laughs> Rooster Core. I don't know. Uh, you, you, you give rock this, a doodle cover band. Give this give this guitar to Buckethead. <laughs> I mean, you really got to find someone who wants uh, to kind of communicate gigantic purple cock when they're on stage. As far as cocks on guitars go, I think this is the biggest cock I've ever seen on a guitar. Yes. I haven't seen yes. many. Uh, <laughs> yes. I only picked this ad because I wanted to say cock over and over again. 
And so you have. <laughs> I've done it. I've succeeded. This is a hardtail uh, Stratoblaster. Um, the guy from Morningwood plays one of these. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, uh, I don't. Um, I don't know. I I kind of wish that this guitar wasn't purple. Maybe it's supposed to be a Prince reference. I don't know. <laughs> I kind of wish it was more like, I wish it was like on a white background. Is that weird? No, but I have a feeling that it probably wouldn't. Like, I know why you want, I understand why it would work on white, but I, maybe it's just too hard. To no, I think they were just starting with a purple one. <laughs> I think it would, they would have been. Just fine doing that. I, that's such a random side comment. I don't even know. But they want like twelve hundred bucks for this thing, right? Oh, really? You're, oh, yeah, twelve hundred dollars. You're definitely paying out of here. for the art. And unless you know who this artist is, why would you ever He's do that? He's local Cleveland area artist, C. Jordan Johnson, number forty-eight. There you go. <laughs> now, if this was national NASCAR legend Jimmy Johnson, also number forty-eight. Oh my gosh. Then this might be worth twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> you think uh, you think a NASCAR NASCAR driver can paint a cock like that? Yes, I yes, don't know, can. man. I don't know what kind of skills they have outside <laughs> of turning left. <laughs> I, yeah, someone said earlier this does pass my art it, rules for it guitars. Does. The the chicken is vertical on the guitar when the guitar is being played versus being horizontal. Uh, so I, I greatly appreciate that. I don't like the clear pick guard. You really got to You do have to play this pedal through an EHX or this guitar through an EHX cockfight. Yeah, you have to do everything rooster cock chicken themed. Yeah. You have to do chicken picking. You have to do cocked wah sounds. You're in a Buck Owens cover band. You're in a Buck. Oh, you're in a outlaw Clock country. Owens. Cover band, but you only play Rooster by Allison James. <laughs> but it's the country version. You got a three part harmony. Yeah. yeah rooster. Michael Krause says uh, that Rooster is artistically perfect. I have to agree. This is a really good example of something hand painted on a guitar. That is good Rooster art. It looks like it was done by someone who legitimately knows their way around oil paints and a brush. You know, like I could have seen, you could see that on a canvas hanging in, you know, a breakfast diner. You know, like, oh, <laughs> get it? Chickens? Because uh, we serve eggs. Like that sort of like kitsch art, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's not fine art. It's, it also doesn't really make sense because this is a rooster and it wouldn't lay eggs. You can still have rooster decorations in places like that. They're still like, hey, the roosters I mean, you want could, breakfast too. You could do it at a, a chicken and waffles place. There you go. There you go. When I worked in a grocery store when I was a teen, uh, we had the sign out mm -hmm. uh, for the rotisserie chickens, like a, a first sale for them. I hear they're a loss leader. Uh, yes, they are a loss leader. Uh, <laughs> and this guy who had, you know, I'm not trying to make fun of him, but he had a, a bit of a language barrier. He thought it said roosters. He's like, where do I buy the roosters? It's like, we don't sell any roosters. And he pointed to the sign and I felt bad. Because he looked genuinely disappointed when I told him, oh, that that's ro roasters. 
those are roasting chickens. They're not roosters. Oh my gosh. And he was like, Oh, and then he left. And that, I was like, just been like the roasted chickens used to be roosters. That's not the way chickens work. It could be. <laughs> You're telling me you couldn't cook a rooster. No, you can cook a rooster. Just, it just won't. Well, it actually will not be like a chicken. It's. It's. I've heard the meat is. is very really? Different. Yeah. Oh, that's it's like it's tougher and gamier. Mm. I am disappointed. Yeah, and then like I mean, this this really you know, I mean I, I was going to make a dick joke about having to see a dick on a chicken, but <laughs> I couldn't come up with a good one. I'm sorry. <laughs> Too much cock talk. Too much cock talk in this episode, guys. I'm sorry. Forgive us. Anything else I need to say about I don't know. this? No, it's the Mexican Stratocaster. They want twelve hundred bucks. I would, I wouldn't be tempted to buy this. Oh man, it's tough. Like if I knew the artist, if I knew the local artist, then I'd of course want to throw some money their way and like support them. But without knowing them at all, like this is an inconvenience to me. <laughs> this is like, oh, I'd buy. I'd be buying this to probably take the art. The off. existence of this guitar is an inconvenience <laughs> to me. <laughs> Not even believe it exists. <laughs> um, that's you know, yeah. I I, I wouldn't spill, I wouldn't throw twelve hundred bucks at this. I was gonna, if I was going to spend twelve hundred bucks on a uh, Jazzmaster, a Jaguar, whatever, it would be way different from this guitar just in its bones, right? Not not even just in the fact that it has a, a giant purple cock on it. It's not purple. The guitar is purple. I know, but that's you know. Don't get lost in the details, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Chase Woods says, you need huevos to play this one. Yep. Yeah. Michael Krause says, you can cook anything. You shouldn't, but you could. And then Poonin just says, rooster is what you use for soup. So maybe that's what the guy wanted. He wanted uh, to make rooster soup. I'd eat it. Soupster. If the store sold rooster meat, I would probably buy it. And, you know, I, like most people, I just throw the, the chicken penis away. There you go. Like with the gizzard and, you know, the other organs. Yeah. Yeah. The Is that a thing? Chicken. Yeah. I guess it's got to be a thing, right? No, it's a thing. Just never thought about it. Oh, you mean the penis? Yeah. Uh, uh, birds have cloacas. It's internal. Right. You wouldn't, like, you wouldn't, <laughs> you wouldn't you get, like, a, a rooster and have, like, a little penis hanging out. No, I know that. You have to go digging around in the cloaca if the butcher okay. didn't remove there it. There you go. Just yeah. dig around down there. <laughs> You'll find something. <laughs> They're like reptile genitals, Steve. It's right. like an alligator or a lizard or a snake. Yeah. Or a T-Rex. Or a T-Rex. It's a lot like a T-Rex's genitals. Yeah. <laughs> exactly like a velociraptor. It's exactly like a velociraptor's genitals. I watched Jurassic Park the other day. Which one? The first one. Oh, gee, baby. I feel like it didn't really hold up. I don't know. But maybe I felt like that for a while. I watched it a while ago. Did we already talk about... I was like, this still holds up. That's how I felt the whole time. Did we already talk about the Mandalorian? (laughs) Yeah, more like the Mando boring in. Yeah, yeah. We We talked about it a little bit in the after show last week. Right, right. All right. That's what... I can't believe I hadn't come up with that until now. The Mando boring. Oh, we did. And... No, that that phrase to say. Did we say that? I don't know. All right. So, uh, do we do sponsor? Do we, we do topic? a sponsor? <laughs> Why do I sound so? We do a freaking sponsor. Shakespeare's okay? audio, uh. beaming up great tone. 
so dumb. Beam, beam me up, Chase Bliss Audio. <laughs> uh, Chase Bliss Audio, makers of pedals more creative than you are. This bad boy right here is the preamp Mark II. Or bad girl, we haven't uh, checked yet. This is a uh, collabo between Chase Bliss Audio and Benson amplifiers. Very, very cool. But not only do they make this very sophisticated piece of fine equipment here, they also make a drive pedal called the Brothers that's actually mm. uh, being discontinued soon. So if oh, you want a Brothers... Oh, better get on it right brothers, now, baby. Uh, you should go get one. There's another pedal that they're discontinuing. Do you remember what it is? Maybe they're discontinuing the Brothers and bringing in the Sisters. I forget what the other one is. Sorry, I just spit all over the place. That's the Now you, I have COVID. That's the nice thing about you know not doing this in person is you don't spit on each other as much. Uh, so, yeah... Apparently, the Brothers isn't the hottest seller for them right now, and they're trying to prioritize things that are in high demand. So um, it sounds like they might discontinue unless you guys can get on the Internet right yeah. now and save the Brothers. Oh, my gosh. And, then, you know, I already posted about this on our Facebook. Not on our Facebook. On our I think this is a great drive pedal, by the way. Uh, I'm, ex- I'm happy that I have one, even though they're going out of of. Ex- of they're going extinct. Oh, the brothers and the Condor are are the pro- Condor. they say probably going to be discontinued. Well, you know the Automaton, the preamp Mark II, kind of takes off um, in some of the space that the Condor lives mm. in. But the Condor is such a unique bird. It's one of the. It is the biggest bird, Steve. The biggest flying bird. Is it bigger than our Condor? Is bigger than albatrosses? I think so. No. I think in mass, not in wing length. I'm not a bird guy. My my daughter has a friend who's really into birds. Right, ask her. I could Let's ask her. Hey, is the how big is the condor? How's that compared to actually, an albatross? I was told that her device, her her chatting device, mm-hmm. uh, just automatically turns off. It's programmed to turn itself off at eight thirty. So, she, so she's not on anymore. Yeah. Also, I shouldn't be texting ten year olds because that's weird. That is very weird, Steve. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> Uh, go check out Chase Plus Audio. We're still in the middle of a sponsor spot. <laughs> At least we're not talking about diarrhea. <laughs> this is the grossest episode in a long time. It's because we're in the same room. Diarrhea, cock, all sorts of awful stuff. Um, you got anything else to say about Chase Plus? Thanks, Chase Plus Audio, for giving us money to talk about you once again. We appreciate it. It makes this show part of our living and that's important and it makes this yeah. content possible for everyone who loves it and, and actually what i was what i was starting to say is the reason one of the big reasons we love chase bliss is the post where they basically said like yeah. we will most likely or we will probably discontinue the brothers because that was part of just a larger message of hey this is where we're at right now yeah these are the lead times we have and it was just like super transparent and yeah. that's they that's told everyone exactly awesome. what's going on uh, completely unlike so many companies we've seen over the years they're just like, uh, we're low on stock. Don't answer emails for a while. And that, and it's actually, this was all coming up to people saying like, I want to buy something, but uh, Black Friday's coming. Are you guys going to have a deal? Mm. And they were like, we're not doing Black Friday because we don't want to screw everybody right. who's waiting on stock by making our backlog even longer. So what I'm telling you to do is go to chasebusaudio.com and make their backlog even longer <laughs> right now. <laughs> So long. Right? Impossibly now. long. Make it so that no one gets any Chase Plus products for years because they sell so many. I know the first. They have to uh, hire an army to manufacture them I think them all. the first run of Preamp Mark IIs had at least 1,000 units in it. 
So just order a thousand. Like it basically, if you order another thousand on your own, you'll be ordering probably the entire next lot. Maybe there you go. Then know. you can sell on the black market because you you're controlling the whole market there. All right. Thanks, Chase Bliss. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm was a to... long ass sponsorship. I know. Oops. <laughs> Last ad. Oh no. Oh, talk oh. About, uh... Now we're talking you two. Talking you two to me. You ready to talk you two to these people? Let's talk you two to you as well. All of you as well. Um, this is Joshua Tree, the album by no, you two. No, it's the Joshua Tree. The, jo- the only Joshua Tree. The only Joshua Tree. You picked this one, or was um, it suggested? In- this was suggested. I would. I've never listened to this album before, actually. Um, I'd never listened to the album as well, but I heard probably a good two thirds of these songs. I've heard the front half of this album, but not the back half. Well, this album definitely, you know, just like. Goes through its good songs in the first like three, and then the yeah. rest is like, oh, this is like for fans. Like side, side one has four, four of the five songs on side one are singles, and but only one single on uh, side two. What's the single on two? Uh, in God's Country, I think it was a. Single. Is that a single? Yeah, no, sure so one it's, of my notes. If it's is, not a single, it's a song I've heard somewhere before. One of my notes is like so many of the songs later in the album. I'm like. I don't know if these were on the radio when this album came out or if they just got picked up as like, oh, check out this, you know, this, you know, U2 track during that weird time in the early mid 2000s when U2 came roaring back and everyone was super hot for him. That's fair. Uh, One of the tracks on the, I'm just going to ramble. One of the tracks on the B side is One Tree Hill. There's also a popular CW show called One Tree Hill. Uh, How does it compare to the show? uh, Just like the show, this song is boring. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just – and this was kind of my take on this whole album. And and I don't know – I didn't realize until after I looked this up that this album came out in 1987. Um, And uh, I – I'll say uh, con and then I'll say a pro. Okay. Uh, the con is um, that I think if someone said, hey, what are your favorite 80s albums? I would never name this album. <laughs> um, but I also understand why this album is uh, revered mm-hmm. and why it it's a classic. Like, I understand that sure. because... I mean, this song has more bangers on it than most I, albums. I, I'd say Even this. if it's not your favorite U2 album, I, there's some good. There's some, like if you get a, an album and it's got one good banger on it, then you've spent your money. You know, like it's the first three tracks on here, like hit. Yeah, they just hit. I, I went and looked through uh, a singles list of you know I don't I don't want to get too far. The other thing that's actually interesting about this is where the streets have no name. Uh, which is probably uh, maybe I don't is that the biggest one off probably. of this one or is still haven't found what I'm looking for bigger? They're oh both man, huge, they're right? pretty close. They're pretty close. Um, one of the things that I can't you can't appreciate about this album, and I've always heard about it but never looked into it, is Adam Clayton is a super tight bass player, mm-hmm. uh, and that's apparent like right from the start. Like he, oh yeah, he's the holding, bass because you know Edge is being Edge and. You know, making me like making Edge was essentially the Tom Morello of the 80s, right? Like, he like that's fair. He plays guitar throughout most of the songs, or he's just playing guitar like a lot of people could play that guitar. And then he has his Edge style where it's like 
you know he came up with this sound effect thing that he's doing, and he's like just waiting for a song to slip it into. Like it's like, like oh here I, did, I figured out like this chugga 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 like rhythmic pulsing thing with four delay pedals, and I'm just waiting for a song to throw it into. Like there's just you know these big sound effect things he does. They're you know they're honestly they fun they're fun and they work really well when he finds a place for him. You so know? I think that's kind of where what one of the things that I think is interesting about it is is um. I feel like this album more than anything solidifies that edge thing. And um, I think that this album where this is the real, when I say it's timeless, like I think if this album didn't come out in 1987, it could be released tomorrow and still be a smash. Oh, sure. Like there is this, there's something about this album that doesn't, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not super well versed on the eighties. I don't feel like like if someone said what's another album that sounds like Joshua Tree, I'd be like, legitimately, no. Legitimately, when I was listening to this to the album, when Bullet uh, to Blue Sky is that the name of the track? Yeah. Uh, when that came on, I was like, that was on this album. I assumed that was like a late '90s, early 2000s U2 track. So what's funny about Bullet to Blue Sky is I thought it was an early U2 album, like earlier. Yeah, like early eight, like one of their early right, right. songs, because I feel like it kind of sounds more like something that would have been on. Uh, I, I looked at a track listing earlier, <laughs> Michael Krause. He's got some good singers tonight. He says, anytime the guitar player can say, I am the edge and people don't point and laugh. Your band is too big. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so I feel like, so, uh, war was the album I was thinking of that has new year's day, uh, Sunday, bloody Sunday on it. And I feel like Bullet to Blue Sky fits more in line with those singles than mm. it does with the singles from this one because it's got some like really like oh, okay. kind of things yeah, going yeah, yeah. on. Um, but like I said, I I enjoyed this. Like you know, but I do agree with you. Like the back half of this album, you're just kind of waiting for something to happen. Yeah, there were a couple moments where it's like, oh, that was interesting. I wonder why I never heard that one before, and then I realized like, oh, I don't even remember what that song was like, like a minute later. You yeah. know? <laughs> also, I don't know why you two is, obs- are they obsessed with California? I feel like they're kind of obsessed with California. There was one of the songs. Let me pull up my notes. I was going to go note list, but I have them. So I mean, when you're it. from wherever they're from, are they from Ireland? They're from Ireland. Are they from Northern Ireland? I'm not certain. They might from be from northeastern Ireland. <laughs> Are they from southern? They're from Dublin. They're, so from, they're from middle. Ireland. They're from middle Earth. Earth. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Matt Dunn wants to know what we thought of Exit. I don't even know what that is. Like, it's not. It doesn't. Okay. Here's here's my note. Trip through your wires is out of place. Why is this here? Is this you two trying to sound American? Like it. Like it, I was one with like the big like blues bar harmonica thing happening in it. Hmm. And it's like, what is this track? It's like, it it's like you two trying to sound what they think America wants. I don't think I got that far on my second listen. So hmm. I didn't maybe not process it. And like I said, the second, uh, the second back half, I'm not saying that that's bad. I would definitely need to listen through the whole thing and think about it. Um, going back to one tree Hill, it sounds like a, TV soundtrack song. Um, <laughs> I think the back half, it's kind of up and down and up and down. And, and maybe that's the problem. It doesn't feel like it's going anywhere. 
yeah. to me. Um, I don't know if you like it. Then more, you like it more for you. I don't uh, want to yuck on anyone's yum. Matt Dunn says "Exit" is a track on this album that I love. I actually have a note on that song. I wrote, I really like Exit. It's dark and moody and not what I was expecting from this album. I wouldn't mind a YouTube album that w- walked this path more often. I just remember it kind of having a bit of like an industrial feel to like the bass line mm. or something like that. Like this, it was fun. Oh yeah. Someone just said Exit got that bass line. Yeah. Go look at, listen to it. And That's you a- were mentioning the bass line earlier. Yeah. But it's like not even that it's ba- it's like very solid. It's there's not even yeah. the the some of the, where I was noticing it was just how consistent it was, um, without like go like I won't say it's not going anywhere. It's just like completely like perfectly locked in, and yeah, it's just quarter notes or whatever. But yeah, it's just like in your face, and and some of that you know some of that is the playing and the playing technique, and some of that's just the production style. Yeah, I, a note that I had is. I've always kind of said that U2 is just a more sincere version of Duran Duran. Like it's <laughs> like on paper, like if you like examined the songs and examined, you know, the presentation and the sound and whatnot, you could be like, these could be very similar bands uh, in a very similar time. Yeah. Uh, but, but there's a sincerity and there's a drama and an intensity that you get with you too that you, like you know Duran Duran's not even a comparison sure. like you the comparison's completely lost when you kind of factor that in and i think that sincerity is what has made them the huge band that they are like i think feel, people really connect to that giant yeah. epic like it sounds like he really means it when he's singing and the songs just have this instant like pull you in sort of vibe like it works it just works. Like, there's a reason why this band is huge. Are you saying that you don't believe uh, Duran Duran when he's saying that he's hungry like a wolf? No, I believe him. He like, is very. I have been hungry like the wolf. I'm just saying that I don't think a song like that hits a listener the same. Where like U2's lyrics and their songs feel like they're more important. Than Duran Duran songs. Right. Sorry, Duran and Duran, if you're listening right now. Um, Which Duran was your favorite Duran and Duran Duran? Duran. Oh, okay. Yeah. Same. <laughs> oh, you meant that Duran. Yeah. I, I meant oh, the other do you Durans. like the other? <sighs> We're breaking up. <laughs> the podcast is over. I spill another beer on the computer. <laughs> We're done. Drop the mic. Throw it in the trash. Uh, so who do you think should listen to this album? Everybody. Everyone should listen to it at least But then once. go back and listen to their older stuff because it's yeah. better. I've been on the book. I've been on record of being a U2 critic in the past, mm-hmm. and I still will be in the future. But I, it's always a thing where I'm critical of their fandom. Right. Like, I think... I it's think because you, you came of age. You were... Because you're you're a freaking old man compared to me. I almost, almost said a different f word. Uh, <laughs> I'm at least like six percent older than you, or something. I don't even know if that's true. Anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're like ten percent older. Than I'm ten percent older than you. Damn. Uh, but you Little were baby you were. Boy. I think you were old enough to be like fully cynical at the age where I was young enough 
to mm. be like, oh, yeah, all the Christians love you, too, right now. Right. <laughs> and so I, I'm surprised my wife's not in the chat being like, remember that time you posted on LiveJournal that you, too, is the greatest <laughs> band ever? And it's a funny thing because, you know, I was like 19 years old being like, oh, yeah, you, too, is great. But I still only heard their songs in the freaking pre- Right. Then the pre-gathering time at Flood Church. Like, I didn't know any <laughs> no. of their other songs. And I think that's where a lot of, you know, my ribbing comes from is basically being post-college while you were mid-college. Yeah. And being of just old enough to remember U2 was huge before, and then I haven't heard about them in forever, and now all of a sudden, like, Christians are saying they love this band, like... What is going on? Why is why are they so obsessed with this? Why are they so it, why it, are you so obsessed with me? It just turns out it's, you know, a music production sound that works really well with contemporary worship. So it's yeah. it's very easy to grab those themes, the the theme of intensity, the theme of sincerity, uh kind of like the religious abstractness mm. of the lyrics and, you know, guitar work that, you know, modern electric guitarists playing at church can, you know, jump onto and incorporate into a lot of songs. Yeah, and I, I mean, get it. For what I get it. And for what it's worth, Bon or not Bono, the the edge is very innovative. He invented dotted third, dotted eighth delays. And he invented well, and he invented cor- the chorus pedal. So there you go. He invented those things. And fuzz. He invented fuzz. <laughs> and uh he invented uh playing dyads. That's when you only play two notes for an entire mm, song. Yeah, yeah. Um, he invented all those things and he is, he's not the inventor, but he's still the only person on the planet still using rack units. So he's, you know, he's the last holdout for that whole culture. So thank you. <laughs> my wife, my wife did just point in the chat and I remember this getting, uh, charts that said you two ish or like you, <laughs> or like you two feel. <laughs> all right, let's hit the last ad and, uh, do our hangout thing. Oh, I've got to take down the, uh, the album graphic here. And I've got to change to... I'm seeing how all the sausage is made. This is weird. <laughs> yes, yeah, I guess it's a different screen on Oh, no, we got to do some housekeeping. Oh, housekeeping, housekeeping. is the part of the show where we thank the people who support the show. Thank every, everybody who supports the show. Ryan, we'll cheers. cheers to you. That's just water. It sure is. I like it wet. Be a better cheers if it was tequila. That's a WAB, wet-ass beverage. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, if you want to support the show besides hanging out here or, um, sending us stuff, I don't know. Should I get a uh, PO box so people can send me anthrax in the I've, mail? I've thought about, there's like a UPS office by my house. I thought about there's, signing up for a mailbox. There's there. one not too far from here that I could pick up my stuff once a week. Yeah. If we um, wanted people to be able to send us stuff, like strangers to send us. I mean, us. people, if you want to send us stuff, shoot us an email and be like, this yeah. is the stuff I want to send you. Yeah. And I'll give t- either give you my real address or I'll give you my fake address. You have a fake address? I'll give you Ryan's address. Oh, damn it. I'll either give you my, if it's something cool, I'll give you my address. If it's, if I think it's lame, I'll give you Ryan's address. I just address. wish there could be an, adre- an address that you pay for through the post office and it still gets sent to your house, but it's like, it's a fictitious address. Like it shows up at the post office, they scan it and like, oh no, this is going to this you just house. Need li- and they so put you a just fresh want sticker on permanent it. mail forwarding. Exactly, that's what you want. Does that exist? You could probably do it if you set up. If you like, you'd have to like buy a PO box and then immediately sent set that PO box up for um, another. Uh, 
destination forward. Okay. Like, oh yeah, I, I want a PO box that is also a forwarding address. I didn't know that could happen. I don't know if it can happen. It just makes sense. You'd think it would be a thing. It should It'd be, be a so thing. easy. I'd pay extra for it. Anyway, head on over to patreon.com slash 60 cycle humcast if you love this kind of riveting content about the way the postal service should or should not work. That idea could save the post office right uh, now. This week, I want to thank uh, at the, we actually had three people join at the $1 level uh, Colin Angel, Jerome Radcliffe, and Ryan Helt. Thanks, guys, for joining us at the $1 level. Mm-hmm. Super appreciate it. If everyone who watches this show joined us at the $1 level, We'd be getting a lot of $1. That's three people joining at the $1 level, assuming they stay on for a year, Steve. Mm-hmm. That's $36 in our pocket. It doesn't sound like a lot, but if we're going to start hanging out again in person, we're going to start buying burritos again. Yep. That buys three weeks of burritos for us. Uh, two like weeks. One and a half weeks. Of no, burritos. it buys two, like, two weeks of burritos for us. Yeah, but then, not including my family. I was going to say, well. then uh, we feed your family. That's not nothing though. It's not, that's not nothing. Not. What I was also going to say is that's that and I, can't, I can't find anything, but that's like two affordable board pedals. There you go. One and a half. I don't know. Whatever. Oh, that's why I can't find them. Cause they're all, yeah. all the way over there. Yeah, the K-Mines right here. You can buy your, there we you could buy an affordable board pedal with that. So, money. uh, you know, you don't have to send us money. That's fine. Just, Keep watching the show. Just keep leave watching us a, the show. Fi- leave us a review on on uh, on that thing, on the podcatcher of your choice. Leave us a review. Actually, yeah, guys, go do some iTunes reviews right now. Um, Surprise us with some new ones. I think it's been years since we got new iTunes reviews. Send us a song. Uh, send us a, a track. Gosh. Talk about that later. All right. <laughs> this pick guard was sent to us. It's not a pick guard. It's a whole, it's a whole bass guitar, this, Steve. This bass guitar was sent to us. By Justin Zvek. Justin Zvek. Is this a Deco Boom pick card? It looks like it should be a Deco Boom pick card. I'm kind of into it. This is a fretless acoustic boss. It's a long guitar. It's a long grandpa guitar. I can't figure out what this make is, but this this is an unusual positioning for a pick card, but I kind of love it. What are you doing? I'm looking at the tag. Yeah, I don't know what it is it's, either. It's too fuzzy. It's too it's too fuzzy. Uh yeah, the the pick guard is like rotated down around the sound hole underneath the strings. And it's one of those acoustic style pick guards that you'd see on an acoustic yeah. guitar. It's kind of kind of paisley shaped, I guess. Kind of teardrop shaped. Um I was wondering, since you are a long guitarist, mm-hmm. Steve, does this have any sort of function to you as a long guitarist, like, is that a, more, a better position for fingers or something? Or? So if you are playing an acoustic bass with your fingers, then you don't need a pick guard. Okay. That's true, too. Um, if you are playing an acoustic bass with a pick, to me, actually, that position does make more sense because I'm probably not going to strum directly over the sound hole as much. I'm going to strum with, like, my hand resting on the bridge, like if you're doing some kind of mutey thing or something. Now, what if you are... I think it's... I mean, I think it's just there to be different. What if you are slapping to bass? I don't know. I don't know how to do that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I... It's either there to be different or like the person who put it on like legitimately didn't know where to put it. Maybe. I like to think that they put it in the right place and then they hung it on their wall and the adhesive just isn't very drooped. good. And over time, it's just been slipping. <laughs> but still, like, stayed, like, perfectly around the circle inlay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's my dream. Yeah. And this is a fretless. 
So you ne- you're so you're never in tune, and no one will be able to hear you. <laughs> Is this oh, because it's like a, because it's boom. I mean, this is an acoustic electric for what it's worth. You, oh, is it? Does it have electrics? It. Plug it in. Plug, plug it, it in. <laughs> we couldn't do this, you know, social distancing. We can yeah. only harmonize together and do duets in person. Yeah. That's what or you on get TikTok. when we risk our lives, Steve, to produce this podcasting content for everyone. Is this going to be drama? Are people going to be pissed that we're in the same room again? I don't care. Steve doesn't care. Steve is over his family drama of him having to use the bedroom to podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways. I think this is saving my marriage. <laughs> well, what's impor- more important, Steve? Your marriage or your life and my life and my family's life. Mm. You're murdering my whole family right now, potentially. <laughs> That's dark. It's very dark. And good luck having a guitar podcast without me around. I'll just, have, I'll just join the tone jerks. <laughs> I was thinking if we ever, well, we will someday when we throw on the hat, throw in the hat, I could see us just still being like, Oh, just whoever wants us to guess, let us be guests on your show. We'll be like potential, like permanent, semi-permanent guests on other people's shows for a while. <laughs> so anyways, there's no price for this. It was just a photo. $300. That's what I would pay. You pay 300 bucks for this without knowing the brand? I mean, that's the most I would pay if I knew the brand. I kind of want a pick guard like this on something else. I like the it's little fishes on it, little trees or something. It's decorative. It's cute. It's got like a storybook motif. I just, I would, if I came into owning this bass guitar, this long guitar, I think I might remove the pick guard and just put it where it's supposed to be. Mm. Do you think it might not fit? correctly right there like it gets too close to the edge and so that they thought that was the best looking option maybe but like if you rotate it around i'll have to mess around with photoshop to see if that would happen no i think it would fit i think it would fit so anyways tell us about the song steve uh and we'll do our youtube hangout with everybody this week's song was sent by sven nystrom uh, he says, hi, Stephen Ryan, sterling work on the podcast as ever. I understand you're more or less desperate for songs, and I always strike in moments like that. Uh, we are still desperate for songs. Yes. Um, today you get a brand new recording of a song that's been kicking around for a while. One of the first songs we wrote with the intention of doing it differently. It's equipped with an instrumental chorus. To avoid what our drummer perceives as phase issues, I only put a mic on one of my amps. This time it's a Laney Clip 60 from the 70s. Uh, the only effect I used was it was the Fox Rocks Octron 2. I used my Rickenbacker bass as usual. Lars plays a Fender Tenor Telecaster through a Marlboro amp. The solo is played through a Wii amp. I built myself. Hope you enjoy it. Cheers, Ven, from the band Lodonger. Uh, this song is called Det Andras. Cool. All right, enjoy the song, guys, and stay grounded. See ya. The end of some dollity box, I'm a song. The end of the universe, I'm a song. So we're going to get after 